And now, for a podcast 20 years in the making. Shit, them boys is having the time of their lives. <laughs> it will be in your head for the next hour believing in sports, history, just pure randomness. Just talking? Well, what's the show about? It's about nothing. With your hosts, Robbie Nelson. A team that is known as the Bears. The Bears. And the Bulls. The Bulls. The Bulls. And Mike Chips. That guy's pretty good, if, if you like. 6'5", 230-pound quarterbacks, laser, rocket arm. Are you ready for Welcome to the Dog Pound? And we are back to Welcome to the Dog Pound, featuring me, the dog, Robbie Nelson, as uh, one of your co-hosts. And, of course, my partner in crime, Mike Kitt. Say what's up, Mike. How's it going? And uh, we are back from... Uh, you know, a couple week break, it, it felt like I was kind of busy traveling and stuff and uh, didn't make time for for Mike. Rob likes to go places. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a hermit. I stay in. Oh, that's not true. It's just, yeah, it just kind of added up. But we decided to get together here um, and just kind of have a kind of short podcast and, you know, just talk about a few things and have have a good time. So uh to start off with i actually just kind of wanted to do what i wanted to call a heat check of our beloved cyclones and just kind of see where we are in the season and how we feel about basically the first half and how we think maybe the second half will go and then on the second part of the podcast today we're gonna talk about our favorite sports video games so that should be a good time and i hope you will all enjoy it so Kit, why don't you kind of tell the people about what's been going on in the first half of the cyclone season, especially for our Hawkeye listeners that probably don't care. Uh, they care. It's cyclones. <laughs> they, they, they probably cheer for them to lose. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, ultimately it started out with the South Dakota State game. Big anticipation. How much do we hate rain and lightning right now? Yeah. I'd say a lot of people are not very enthused with the rain in general. Um, Western Iowa and Central Iowa has had a lot of rain lately. I think it's rained like, what, 12 out of the last 14 days or something? Yeah, something stupid. Finally, we have our first sunny day that might be uh, drying some things out. But ultimately, that South Dakota State game had just had an atmosphere like Hilton Coliseum and basically fluttered out with all the lightning and rain and everybody left and it just got canceled and it was just kind of a, a disappointment. It was it was absolutely electric. You know, Mike Mike and I were both there, you know, since we have season tickets and it was amped to start the season. I think everybody was very excited um, about the season to start and then Clean slate. Clean slate, and we have actual expectations for the first time and probably forever. And uh, it just sucks sitting there four hours lightning and not get to really see any football besides a drive for each team, basically. 
Yep. So. And then they followed up with a, a loss at Iowa. A tough fought battle. Um, low scoring. Low scoring. You know, a few plays go either way. It could have been, you know, a, a bigger blowout for Iowa or Cyclones could have snuck one out. Yeah, it's we'll, we'll get ifs, to that. It's all the ifs and buts about, uh, you know, about football. A couple of plays go a different way. Anything can happen. But it was just something that, you know, I wouldn't say disappointing, but it was you just wish the the offense would have showed up. You know, losing what were what did they lose thirteen three thirteen to three. Yeah, it was a ten point game, and it was uh, they didn't get that touchdown until very late. Yeah. So. Real defensive battle at yeah. that point. Um, then they followed up with a, a home game with Oklahoma. They they definitely hung in well with the second quarter. Still lost by ten, I think. Yeah, thirty seven twenty seven. Yeah, but ultimately at that point, um, I think Oklahoma was just too talented, and Iowa State was still trying to find their their niche. I, the more and more I think about it, I think Matt Campbell's a coach that he could care, you know, not as much about September, and he really wants to be hitting the stride in October and November. Yeah, you know, going toward you know the bowl game or anything like that. Well, and I and I think, and we'll get into this more once we you know, get to where we are today, but they've been trying to figure out the offensive identity, which unfortunately losing Tom Manning in the off season for him to go take that job with the Colts really kind of hurt this team early um, because I don't think they knew how to call a game really, you know, with the average offensive line and everything. So it really affected these early games and it was a tough stretch, you know, Iowa might be one of the best defensive lines we're going to see all year. And Oklahoma has Kyler Murray, who is a phenomenal athlete. And <laughs> if he wasn't so short, he might be an NFL quarterback, and he's going to play baseball instead, you know? So that's nuts. So, And then it was the home game against uh, Ak- uh, Akron Yep, at that point. I would say just workmanlike attitude and came out with a victory. It wasn't pretty. But. Well, and we should, you know, mention that was just a weird week. Unfortunately, that was when um, the golfer was murdered in Ames, um, the woman golfer. And it really affected, I think, everybody. It was just a very somber day. So it just made football tough. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, these guys probably didn't. Most of them probably didn't know her personally, but it's, it was just a weird thing. I'm sure around the community it was, you know, a heartfelt week, and you just the attitude wasn't there around the whole community. Yeah, it, it was just really hard to get up for a football game. And I will say, as the local MAC expert here, that Akron is actually a pretty decent MAC squad. They have one of the better defenses in the league, and uh, about and as a coach, the human radish. So. <laughs> they, uh, I mean, it was a third point, thirteen point game, but it's uh, they, we should have beat them by more. But I think this, the circumstances are revolving around that week, just made it hard. Plus, we're like we we're going to talk about, you know, with the offensive identity, we at this point in the season, they still hadn't figured it out. And then, then they went down to Fort Worth, the the game you were at with, uh, yeah, with Brad and Lee yeah. Greenwood. Um, ultimately, they. It was another one where their defense shined, only gave up, what, 10 points the entire Defense played great. There was a pick six, which was seven, or ended up being seven of the 17 points. 
And another one was a very short field that they scored on. So defense played lights out. Yeah. Offense was terrible. Yeah. It was – they couldn't hit any checkdowns or anything in place. Zeb Nolan had 79 yards passing total. In a game. In a game. And, I mean, they had enough possessions. The only reason we were even in that game is David Montgomery finally went off and had 100 yards, and he he played really well. And I had a couple TCU people tell me that they thought he was a very special talent, which I thought was really cool. Um, So, yeah, your best friend Lee Greenwood did a special uh, 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 halftime show, which was uh, very unexpected, but I I enjoyed the hell out of it, so that was great. I bet Um, you did. He's your best friend. No, he's your best friend. Everybody knows it. and uh, it was good to see our friend Brad, of course. Uh, he's always a joy, and uh, we had a good time pre-tailgate um, before the game. So I wish I would have had a better game experience um, and us actually winning, but uh, TCU's a good time. It's a, it's, a, it's a nice little stadium, and Fort Worth is a good town. So. And then uh, last weekend, they up, or this past weekend, I should say, they upset uh, the number 25 Oklahoma State. All we do is go down to Oklahoma and beat ranked teams. Yep. <laughs> they, uh, it was pretty, pretty time at that point when uh, freshman, true freshman quarterback Brock Purdy stepped in. and The puns begin. Uh, took, took, over, took over at quarterback. He was pretty good. And, and kept taking <laughs> off. So, um, to me, it's one of those things where we've seen a lot of those freshman quarterbacks come in and, and make a make a play without any film. We just need how he can develop. So. And, I, and I think that's the, the big key here is that, you know, you and I, you and I have been Cyclone fans long enough to have seen this happen many times. Our boys, Sam Richardson against Kansas, uh, Grant Rilhock when he came in. Uh, West Virginia, Virginia, I think. Yeah, and he played great, you know, and we, we saw this, but – I don't know. This time felt different. Jared Barnett. Jared, the Jared Barnett. There's yeah. a lot of names that this yeah. has come in. Steel Jance. I mean, the first time he came in, he was incredible. You know, so me personally, I think this time's different, and I'll tell you why. Because this kid's a true freshman. He was a stud in Arizona in high school, and late to the game, Bama and some other offers were coming in. Would he have played at those schools? Maybe not. I don't know because, I mean, Bama, like, look at what they're doing right now. But he just has a swagger about him that I don't think we've had at the position in a long time. And what what changes for the offense, and this is why I wanted to get to, is that we can have an identity now because with the offensive line that's not that great, it just opens up the offensive play calling when you have a guy that can actually run. You know, I like Kyle Kempt. I think he's a smart kid. I think he's probably our best at-the-line quarterback, you know, making checks, whatever it might be. Zeb has a good arm, but neither of them can run, and that really hurts our offensive, uh, you know, play calling. And this opens, this sh- should open up, you know, play calls for our run game as well as our – I mean, we were taking shots down the field in this game. Granted, Oklahoma State's defense isn't great. And we'll have a much tougher test this weekend, which we'll see on Saturday against West Virginia, who has an underrated Big 12 defense. So, And, you know, like you said, it'll it'll help the O-line because now if you have a running quarterback, they can't pin their ears and come straight back. That's which TCU is doing. Yeah, and, and that's that, – and Oklahoma State did it on that first drive against Nolan. 
So yep, exactly. Really, you know, that's what hurt it at that point. Now, with the running game, you know, with now we run a read option, we can actually keep the ball instead of having the D lineman crash every time because they know Nolan yep. and Kemp's never going to keep. And the you ball. saw that on his uh, his touchdown run. Mm-hmm. Gave, gave the fake to the running back, and they even threw in that fake to the wide receiver, like quick screen, and the guy went out and it opened up the lane. So I mean, you just you have so much more play calling you can have with a running quarterback. He's a freshman. I know he's going to make mistakes, and like this weekend's going to be really tough. You know, West Virginia's a really good team, and we still play Texas. And you know, he's probably going to have his ups and downs, but he d- he just feels different than what we've ever had like at least in the recent you know past 10 years probably right the kid just has confidence and swagger to him that we he reminds me i know this is lofty praise but baker mayfield how he carries himself and just has that that if factor that that confidence and i mean you're you're seeing that with baker this year the browns yeah you know he's short and probably shouldn't be a good nfl quarterback but he, he comes in and they look better, you know? And just make sure, though, pump your brakes. I know, you know, I know. Like, too many fans are getting excited. Like, this is the me, second Me and coming. Beetle are terrible at this, this and you know that. This is the second coming of Seneca Wallace. And they wear the same number, number yeah, 15. But it's just, it, you got to pump your brakes and take it as strides as it goes. Because what if this is the best he ever plays? And Which is very possible, out. and I know that. Yeah. I mean, so... But you don't think the offense looks better with him? I do. Because okay. of the o, helping the O-line keep pressure off him. I guarantee, though, that all three quarterbacks are going to still get snaps to the rest of the year. I don't. It's not Purdy's job 100% all the way through. No, and I mean, and Campbell's came out and said, you know, when Kim's healthy, he's the starter. Although, if Purdy plays well this weekend, I mean... What can he do? I, I guarantee but, but Kim starts it, the last a, game. If a team has to prepare for three different quarterbacks, how difficult is that? No, it, it's very difficult. And so, they yeah. all, like I was talking about before, they all bring something different to the table. Absolutely. So th- that's my theory is. is In knowing our luck, that Purdy's going to get hurt anyway. Yeah, you play <laughs> the hot quarterback if you have three guys that have the arms to do it. Are you surprised that they haven't found a way to get Real Mitchell in there? Mm. So there was a TV show that Real Mitchell was on called like Quarterback Beyond the Lights. And what was that on? Um, it was only on like a you or not like it was on a um, like a web browser site. It wasn't even like on. Netflix or anything like that. Was it on like Facebook or something? The Facebook Watch? No, it was. It was like yeah, it was like a. Or Tom Brady's making out with his kid on uh, TB12 or whatever. TB12. (laughs) Um, But ultimately, like with Real Mitchell, he actually got benched his senior year at quarterback, and he only played like two games the whole year. Really. So I just figured since he's such a good athlete, you'd find a way to get him on the field. That's my theory, but I just wonder if he he has it all upstairs in the head. Like if he, it could be, he, he can't diagnose defenses very well or something, and they're they're literally trying to hold on to him. Yeah, the only way I could see him in is is literally like a reverse pass or something, having yeah. him split out and then throwing the football off guard, but. 
Well, I mean, he could get snaps later in the year, you know, with this new redshirt rule against, like, Incarnate Word or something. Maybe that's what they're holding him off for. Is the last yeah, four so games. that way you can at least get a redshirt on. Hey, and there's still a chance we not even, may not even play Incarnate Word. <laughs> we still need some help, but, yeah, you're you are right. Not, not even on our side. They're 3-0 and in the conference. Really? And they're getting votes in the top 25 in FCS. So Are they, they in the Southland Conference? Yeah. Does that sound right? And they they play like Sam Houston State and those teams, right? Yep. Okay. I mean, they've beaten Abilene Christian. They beat a, a couple school. other schools. So, like, they could actually end up making the playoffs, and we might not even have a game at that point. That could be a bummer if uh, <laughs> the second half goes bad. But which I'm is hoping. nuts because they've been terrible for so long. Good yeah, for them. They're they're three and two right now. Their their two yep. losses are to Division One schools. schools. Yeah. Um. Well, their their coach is a Texas Tech disciple. Maybe they're uh, just letting it rain all over the field. I think that's what it is. A lot of their Eric games are Morris, like, right? Like fifty-five to forty-two. It's high scoring. Yeah. Well, you get some of those Texas athletes. I mean, because they're down in San Antonio. So, so how do you feel about the second half of the season? We get a lot of our easier games, like Kansas. Um, K State's not very good this year. Baylor is actually four and two, but they haven't really played anybody. We do have to play Texas, who, after somehow losing to Maryland, looks awesome now. I I still <laughs> I'm still not sold on Tom Herman. Yeah, we got to go down there though, and Austin's a tough place to play. So that's true. But Tom Herman to me is kind of the Doctor Doctor Jekyll Mister Hyde kind of thing, where you never know what game they're going to show up. Oklahoma, they're going to show up every time. They may, yeah, win I mean, it. they may lose it. It's still yeah. going to be a close game. But it's, it's seems like it's always close. Wait, yeah. wait until they play K, or they've already played K State, but wait until they play well, Kansas. They, they play West Virginia in the first week of November, I think. So, yeah. I mean, that's a huge game too. Well, I mean, Texas has athletes if they show up, but it's just yeah. it depends when they show up. Especially no, they got to be motivated, and yeah. you know Oklahoma, they always get up for. So yeah, they could they could regress this week. They do play Baylor, I think. Trap on, game. I think this it's this weekend. weekend. Yeah. Ultimately, um, I mean, I think we still lose to Texas just because I think they have better athletes. But the rest of the games are all very winnable after this weekend, after West Virginia. So. Yeah, because Texas Tech notoriously can't stop anybody, and our defense. Plays really well against a scheme like that um, when when we have the three down with the eight. Because they don't really have a running quarterback. I don't think that freshman kid runs that much, does he? I don't even know if he'll be healthy by that point. Yeah, he's hurt right now, isn't he? And they had to put a different kid in. Yeah, they're very, their depth charts at quarterback's not very good. Yeah, so. Um, I mean, K-State, very winnable. Yeah, we have to win that game. Kansas might be better than Kansas State this year. Kansas State's bad. Like, yeah. bad, bad. Like, Kansas has a really good secondary. Yeah. Like, they're ball hawks. They're, they're, they're playing. Well, they got a freshman running back that's playing pretty well, too. Uh, he's got a funny name. Is it Puka or something like that? Yeah, don't Puka Williams? That. But all I know is David Beatty might keep his job this year. <laughs> he just he, fired his offensive coordinator, though. He did? Yeah, Doug Meacham. Meacham got fired. Fired, yeah. He was a TCU OC. Yes, he was. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he just got fired. I don't know why. They hung around with – well, they struggled scoring on West Virginia because West Virginia had, like, three turnovers. So Kansas should have been even more in that game, which they were. They only lost 38-20-something. to 20 something, So Maybe just in 
indifference between the two. So right now we sit at two and three, although it really should be three and three. So if we can count the incarnate word as a win, if they don't make their playoffs, they're three and three. What do you think out of these last one, two, three, four, five, six games, not counting incarnate word because I'm counting that as a win. So out of these six games, what do you think we go? I would say four and two. Four and two. So that would be seven and five, right? Yep. yep. So I would at that point I would probably say we lose to Texas and West Virginia. As our two losses, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I could see that. I don't know. I even even Baylor scares me a little bit though, how yeah. well they've been playing, but still, like I think I think yeah, we got Kansas at Memorial Stadium, but that's basically Jack Trice South because enough Iowa State fans go down. You can get tickets for five bucks. Yeah. And um, I think K-State, there's no way this team is going to let K-State come in and do God, this I hope like not. they did last year. <laughs> down in I really hope not. Um, but And then Texas Tech is another – I think actually, actually – that's actually the swing game right there. That would be the game that would take us from – Six and six to seven and five, or even if we lose to Baylor to five and seven. Well, Tech is the after the bye game, and it's homecoming, and it's at home. Homecoming for college doesn't really matter. I know, but I mean, a lot of people will be there. Yeah, hopefully, people will show up. People will show up, even but though it might be a little show up, no yeah. matter what. Um, yeah, I, but I don't. I don't think people will be at the K State game. No, but it, even though it's like, is that going to be senior day since they moved that incarnate word? That's a great question. But to me, it's the the weekend of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving that's what makes it hard because it's that Saturday. Everybody yeah. wants to travel and get out of town. Yeah. So, okay. You got any other thoughts on our cyclones? What's your uh, prediction for Saturday? So I'm going to try to fire this uh, podcast out so people can listen to it mm, before then. I'm going to say. 28-24 We lose? Virginia. Okay. I think we, yeah, I think it's going to be tight, and I see a similar score. I think it will be like 31-28. I think it will be even closer, but but I hope I'm wrong. I hope this I think, is our... I think the Cyclones cover. I think I, it's a I think this, half point spread. I hope this is like last year where we had that October where we beat TCU at home and they were a top 10 team, you know, Just so followed up like we did with Oklahoma yeah. state, keep it going. Yep. So it'll, just, it'll be interesting. It'll I just, be interesting. I love the mindset that, uh, the defensive corner, uh, Haycock has. Yeah. Where he doesn't know what he's going to do each week. It's well, he like, changed it this like last week. Yeah, like yeah. Last week against Oklahoma state, he blitzed the most guys he's ever blitzed because he knew he goes, if we get to him, then we're just going to take him down. Whereas yeah. West Virginia, he may not get to him. So he's just going to drop eight and let Will Greer make yeah. a mistake. Um, I think Will Greer will make a mistake in Ames on Saturday, like enough to make a difference in the game. I don't yeah. know if it's going to be enough to win it, but it's definitely going to keep the Cyclones close in it. Well, if we win the turnover battle with Campbell, we usually win the game. So we have couple, one. He has a couple losses, but still. Not winning the turnover battle, even-wise. 
Even or less. Well, I thought if he won it, we were like 15-2. and two. We've had like two losses still. Hmm. We'll have to look that up. Yeah. I'm not sure. Okay. But it's not 100. I mean, it's still 15-2 and two record if he won the tournament yeah. battle is worth it. But, but it's two games, I guess. Yeah, that's true. All right. Should we move on to our sports video games? We'll we'll call those Kids Corner since he loves power rankings. So I do love power ranking stuff. <laughs> so I don't know. I just uh, I was thinking about this the other day, and I thought this would be a fun thing to talk about since um, a lot of our our listeners probably grew up playing video games or still do. And like you, <laughs> I still do. Yeah, um, not as much as I used to because uh, station won't let me, <laughs> but. I uh, I still dabble. So let's uh, let's start off. We're gonna do a top five of our favorite sports video games of all time, and I'll, I'll let Mike go first. So what's your number five, Mike? So I broke this down a little bit more detailed. I actually pick out the year of the game. So I'm actually gonna go with my number five one is NCAA football 2004 with I think it was Carson Palmer on the cover. It was. Yep. And this game, to me, what made it great about it was, at that point, they had a, I think they might still have it, but it's a 60-year dynasty. And yep. I, I remember simulating all 60 years with my uh, Texas State Bobcats um, <laughs> and, and winning like 40-some national titles during that time frame uh, with, with my Texas. I just recruit. And then simulate the games and, and make some adjustments before the game on, you know, run defense or pass defense. And so you never got fired. No, because oh. I just kept winning national title. I'm a great recruiter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd Obviously, I'd recruiting wasn't hard enough on that game. I'd, I'd set I had uh, sell them on the Texas State Bobcats and bring them in. So they all wanted to go to Marcos. Isn't it San Marcos, Texas? Is it? I, I think so. I don't even think I remember. I don't think <laughs> at that point they told you where it was at. No, no. But I don't remember anything about the game itself, playing games, but I remember yeah. simulating 60 years and getting to the end. So was that your favorite version of NCAA football? It is my favorite version of NCAA football. Okay. And that would have been like high school time frame. Yeah. That would have came out the summer of... Uh, Our senior year. Senior year. Yep. Yep. So... We played a lot. Um, I have NCAA in mind, so we'll wait and talk about it more once we get to mine. So, my number five is actually <clears throat> I did I didn't do specific years or anything. I uh, just did series because I wanted to talk about <clears throat> excuse me more series than just specific years. So I chose RBI Baseball. Did you ever play that? The Nintendo version. I loved them all, man. RBI I mean, Baseball was one of the first baseball games I ever played on Nintendo. And then I got it on Sega Genesis, RBI Baseball 93, which I love playing the home run derby on there because I could just – I had it mastered so I could just rock home runs every time. Time it up. Yeah, but I don't know. It was, just, it, was, it was a simple way to play baseball, and that was more of the area that was I was more into baseball compared to now. Um, so I just enjoyed it and it was very simple to pitch and, um, throw guys out and that sort of thing. I mean, it wasn't super realistic, obviously, but was it a, do you remember the game on Nintendo? It was just called baseball. Was it a lot like that where you just pitched it and the ball curved left or right? Depending this, on where this you one was it? a little bit more, uh, detailed. Okay. At least it was on Sega. 
um, that I remembered. So you could like point it, and if it was a curveball or a fastball or a slider, so, whatever it might have been. So you could actually throw the pitch. It wasn't yeah. like it was just as fast as possible or as slow as possible. I think I think you either held it. If I people might have to correct me if I'm wrong on Twitter if they remember, but. You either pressed it hard or soft, depending on how fast you wanted to throw it. Hmm. It was based off of that. At least it was on Sega. Nintendo, I think it was, you just pressed it, and it was either fastball or whatever, depending on his rating of how fast he could throw it. So, I don't know. I just always enjoyed it. Um, I don't think I've ever played an RBI baseball. Oh, I loved it. I mean, there was other fun baseball games back in the day. Uh, Bases Loaded. I don't know if you ever played that. Maybe. And then, was the baseball similar to the hockey, where it was just very, very plain James? Very generic, yep. I didn't include hockey on here. That's one of my favorite games of I, all time. I originally loved that old oh, ice man. hockey game where you well, had the, the tall, yeah. skinny guy, the short guy, or the bigger guy. Yep. And you, you, yep, and you got to pick a country. That's not on my list, but it yeah. was great. We'll, we'll call that an honorable mention because that was a very fun game. And uh, you had to like strategize to get... You couldn't have all fat guys. You had to, like, you or know. all speed on there. Speed, yeah. Yep. So, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. What's well, your number four? My fourth one that I'm going to go with is um, is going to be kind of, it might be on your list. Hot Shots Golf 4. It is not, which is crazy because I still play Hot Shots Golf. That is still my favorite golf game of all time. At one point... When I played that on PS2, anything within 20 feet, I was 9 out of 10 on. Like, <laughs> I was literally knocking in every putt possible. I got that good at that game. And, you know, most people probably like like Tiger Woods golf. Nope, I'll stick oh. to Hot Shots golf. Animated, yeah. you know, it was just... Well, it's just it was just fun, yeah. Okay. Uh, Station and I still play Hot Shots golf on my PS2. I have Hot Shots golf 3. Which, shout out to our friend Chad, when we lived together way back in the day, we made a drinking game out of it, and it basically bet on holes, and Chad... Played skins for drinks? <laughs> yeah, not not that. Uh, we, he, he actually made a hole-in-one on a par four that was like 500 yards or something stupid, and we had it saved. I still have... The memory card where that's saved so we could watch it today. Chad, if you're listening, you can come over anytime. We can watch your uh, par four that you made that we rewatched probably a thousand times. So shout out to Chad Asbury with his uh, Hot Shots golf game. Uh, but I love I love that game just like you, Mike. Yeah, it was an awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so my number four is a game that you might have on yours, but it's NFL Blitz. I mean, who doesn't love this game? It was seven on seven on seven, right? Yeah, and it was basically just like arena football, kind of, uh, with the play calling and stuff. But you could do late hits and all that, all that type of stuff. But I love the play calling. You had these ridiculous pass plays. You basically just try to run so you didn't get blown up by whoever was blitzing. And I stole basically half the playbook for my flag football team that I coach with Beetle. Um, and DeBaum won us multiple games. So 
So special this, special place in my heart for that game. So this is actually number two on my list. Number two, all right. So this this is basically this will round out football for me. Okay. Was NFL Blitz. But yeah, the bomb was the greatest play ever because <laughs> you basically you had the same route but three different levels. So yep. if a team was running any defense out there, guaranteed one of those guys was open. Every as long time. as you got the ball off, you could complete it. Yes, exactly. And I was always so mad because when you played this season, if you got to the end and had a high enough quarterback rating, you could party in the locker room with the cheerleaders. <laughs> and I could never get a high enough, enough quarterback, quarterback rating yep. to actually go there. I don't. It was impossible. You had to get like a 120 – and I would just purposely – I would complete every pass no matter what, and you still couldn't get yeah. to it. It was it was almost impossible. <laughs> I don't know if anybody that ever got to that. I'm sure we can find it on YouTube. Somebody somebody partied in the locker room with those uh, fictional cheerleaders I'm for sure you. they did. But I was, I was always <laughs> like – I would always get so close and have a quarterback rating over 100 and just couldn't get it done. But yeah. That was, I, that was my number two at, at that point. And but, did you ever uh, – so they they had the when you're loading the game you can put it in the codes or whatever, like where you get them with big heads and that was all this a, crazy stuff. I always did big heads so I could tell what guy I was locked on. It was locked. Easier. <laughs> you see the guy with the big, big head. head yep. Yep. Yeah, so that was the only cheat I ever put in was big head. You never did any of the other ones just for fun. Uh, like occasionally I throw like headless team in there or something like or that. Or where they couldn't tackle you. I so you just I blow everybody that. up. That yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah, I probably had perfect quarterback <laughs> at that point if that happened. Yeah, but you couldn't use it on the season. So uh, makes sense. They don't want you to party with those cheerleaders, man. I know it makes me so mad. <laughs> All right, what's your uh, what's your number three? Number three is this is probably my most recent of the of my video games. Um, was MLB the Show thirteen? I was waiting for this one. Literally, like, I'm not a big, like, playing a regular baseball game where you're you're pitching, hitting, you know, back and forth, n- that's not my style. When they came out with the show, they literally had a, 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 a presentation within it called Road to the Show. And you basically just played as one player through their whole <clears throat> major league career. Um, you know, basically, you took every at-bat. You took every fielding opportunity. You ran every base. Um, you could be a pitcher, and you pitched every pitch until you got pulled from the game. Your team wasn't guaranteed to win because you basically did the, you know, you're part of the, you basically played one-ninth of the team every mm-hmm. time. So your team may not win, but it was just fun because you could, you know, you just worked on your average or you worked on your home runs, breaking, yeah. breaking records. Um, I think one time... Uh, I had like 85 home runs in a season or something like that. Uh, very, very realistic. I broke, I broke the RBI career <laughs> RBI record with like 6,000 RBIs in a career. Um, like I just ran up the totals in this game, and it literally was you. You could play a month in an evening because all you do is just take at bats and take a few fielding opportunities and and. Basically, at that point, you were, you know, just you're playing your whole career within a couple years at that point. And it was literally probably the funnest baseball game I've ever played. 
Yeah, I, I never got into uh, the show, but I know how much you were into that game, and Boke was too, wasn't he? Yeah, Boke likes the show. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just, after RBI Baseball, I never got into like the, the more realistic simulations of baseball. I don't know. They just kind of bored me, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, it's, you, it's similar. But you, but you also, you probably would rather play as a team. Then you're yeah though. yeah I enjoyed because that because then you're gonna pick the Cubs and you know take the Cubs to the World Series where you know I just you know yeah I want I'm a Braves fan but like I would even choose and get drafted by a random team and just play for them oh yeah you know, for sure it was, it was for sure fun at that point because I could care less you know what team I was on I just wanted to you know try to win a World Series but also try to break like major league records. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I totally get that. So, uh, mine is one, I think you might have, NBA Jam. No? Well, I, I had it at one point. I think it was on Sega Genesis I had it. No, I, I thought you meant you had it on your list. Oh, nope. Really? Nope. Oh, man, I loved NBA Jam. Hot spots, being on fire, uh... It was the, very close with like NFL Blitz style. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just yeah. it was an arcade game, and the very first one had you know some of the players we grew up watching like Sean Kemp Lynch with Miller. Yeah, and Def Lep Shrimp, Def Shrimp. Uh, Rick Rick Smith. I can name the whole Pacers team. Oh, I remember yeah. playing with the Pacers. Uh, Derek, I love being the Sonics. Derek McKee. I still know that whole team. I hated. You know, I'm a Bulls fan, and you couldn't be Michael Jordan because he wouldn't sell his rights. He wouldn't sell his rights, so you had to be Scottie Pippen and Ron Harper. Nobody wants to be that. Nope. <laughs> so, and they had fun Easter eggs too. I don't know if you ever did this, where you could play as uh, Bill Clinton and Al Gore. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had some magazine that had the codes to put that in. Like, I don't know if we bought it or borrowed it or whatever but uh my brother and i used to play on sega genesis and there and were was they, were they a combo or did they play against each other no it was they were a combo because he had you know it was two on two. Oh yeah but like you know duncan to break the backboard uh it was just getting on fire yeah like, nine know. point shots and hot spots i mean it was just it was just always fun like there wasn't any rhyme or reason to it you weren't playing the whole season but just you just want to kill a couple hours Playing a fun game? Absolutely. And did you ever play the college version called College Slam? I did a little bit. Yeah. I remember so, I didn't play it very much. But but speaking of the NBA, I do remember playing a lot of NBA Live 95. <laughs> 95. Marv Albert was the announcer, and I always I would always play with Utah Jazz because they had John Stockton and Jeff, yeah. Jeff Formasek. Yeah. Oh, man, it was... <laughs> <laughs> Man, I remember. I remember literally playing season upon season of that. Once you get done, you just go right back. Yeah. And I'd also play a lot with uh, uh, Reggie Miller and Mark uh, Mark Jackson and that. You know, being a Pacers fan back in the day, I would. You know, definitely. I, I was surprised that. you would play with anybody but the Pacers. That was a peak but, Reggie Miller right there. But I did love Jeff Hornacek being a Cyclone. Yeah, that's point. true. That's true. So I did play some with the Utah Jazz. <laughs> Running pick and rolls with uh, John Stockton. So, absolutely. So, what is your number two? Number two, 
I was the Blitz, the NFL Blitz. So we kind of already. Oh yeah, we did. We talked about that. You know. Yep. I yep. I was always trying to party with the cheerleaders in the locker room and never got it done. Somebody help Mike achieve this at some point. He just wants to party with the cheerleaders. I, I need a perfect quarterback right now. <laughs> if anybody's ever done it, teach Mike how to do it so we can make this happen in our 30s. So, all right. Well, my number two is a game that we played all the time on Nintendo, Tecmo Super Bowl. It isn't, you know, a perfect simulation of football by any means, but it was – it's just so fun. Eight plays. Bo Jackson was unstoppable. Uh, you couldn't actually do a spin move, so we did what we call the Tecmo Bowl spin move where you just ran backwards. And you had basically this cheat with the nose tackle. If you timed it right, you could just hack the quarterback every time. Uh, the the Eagles quarterback was Randall Cunningham, but it just said QB Eagles, and you could rush for like 4,000 yards with him because he was stupid fast. Would you have six or eight plays? Eight, eight plays. Eight the original plays. Tecmo Bowl only had four. Yeah, so that's right. The original Tecmo Bowl would have had, like, uh, Walter Payton and, you know, stuff like that. But I always hated in that game how whenever you played an exhibition game, it always went how healthy they were based off of what the current season, season was, was you yeah. were in. So, like, yeah, you could get Bo Jackson and use him, but he could be, you know, I, what was it, good? It was... Average, good, or excellent. If they were in, if Bo Jackson was an excellent, it was basically like Superman. Yep, you could just give up. Or like uh, good players at the time, like Barry Sanders when he was an excellent, oh, unreal. Or uh, the 49ers were stacked. They had Jerry Rice, Tom Rathman, and when he got into excellent, had this hip power where you couldn't tackle him if he was an excellent. He like went all the way. <laughs> So what was funny is, like, during the season, your guys would wear down. So then you would have to play these scrubs um, to, because you're, like – I always like playing with a really crappy team see if I can win it all with them. Well, the problem was they only had, like, one or two good players. So if those guys got, like, hurt or whatever, you had to play the crappy players. Oh, man. It was so hard to win. Yeah. So that was, like, my fun part of it. But it's uh, – I don't know. It just – it it was the first – it's really my first football memory is playing this with my older brother, Justin. And, I mean, he was way better at it than I was. But I got obsessed with it. So by the time I hit high school, we would play it, like, as a group. And I got really good at it. So, um, I don't know. I just love that game. And that was Tecmo Super Bowl, you said, right? Super Bowl, not Tecmo Bowl. Okay. My number one is probably going to match your number one, I'm guessing. Um, it's, and maybe it's not even sports to you. I don't know. It's a racing game. So I'm actually going to call this my favorite sports game of all time is Mario Kart 64. <laughs> not a sports Moto, game, but I'll allow it. Mo, mo, it's motorsport. <laughs> with, it's, it's cartoon characters with, and go-karts. Exactly. <laughs> um, I, I did not write this down as my number one, yep, but so. I do love this game and I'll beat anybody. Anybody challenge me. You get on Twitter. You have an N64. I will beat you one-on-one. I, my favorite part, like the races were fun, but my favorite of all time is still the battles with the balloons. <laughs> Just God. playing, what was it? Don- donut. Uh, do- it was like well, there was a couple circle, of them. Like 
Block World. Yeah. They were all great. Like, I could play Battle all day. I remember... And, and just, just for some background, Mike would be the guy not hitting you with shells or... You know, using actual stuff. He would he would wait for you to come around and hit you with a banana peel or something Slip stupid. You a banana, right? Oh my god, it was giggle. terrible. And he yes. would giggle like a little girl and thought it was so funny. It was great. Uh, I remember this wasn't Mario Kart sixty four, but I remember going to Chad's house, Chad Asbury's house when I was younger. Super Nintendo version. And on Super Nintendo yeah. version. We played for like. 10 hours straight one Saturday. Absolutely. Like, it was like me, Chad, Blake, and I think like Aaron Kirkhoff were <laughs> all there and we played and the 64, or I'm sorry, NES Mario Kart for the longest time. And it was such a great time. And then they came out with the, the Mario Kart 64. Still to me is probably the greatest video game of all time. Oh, I would. I'd play that right now. Yeah, and I'm counting it because it's motorsports. Even <laughs> though it's uh, even though it's uh, oh, Mario man. characters, I'm still counting it. I I wish I would have included that because I have a very very deep passion for that game. I spent hours and hours trying to beat, you know, just on races like beating on the hardest level, beat time trials, time trials, trying to go on Rainbow Road and do the skip where you you jump and then try to land without bouncing off like you know just stuff like stuff or like that doing toads turnpike backwards or doing that cars yeah that's still one of my favorite <laughs> I'm, I'm great on it backwards yeah uh it was a fun game i i truly enjoyed that and actually all of mario's like sports games were fun we played mario tennis all the time at uh parker's house we played mario tennis i love that game uh I don't think I ever played Mario Golf, but I heard good things. So Now, I am going to give you my honorable mention since you mentioned Parker's House. Yeah. my One of my favorite video games all time, and I couldn't count this as a sports one, but Fusion Frenzy. Oh, you love Fusion Frenzy. I loved Fusion Frenzy because it was just... It was basically like Mario Party, but just for Xbox. Yeah, and literally I love playing Twisted System. You just jumped and yeah. ducked like... Things we played that I, game a lot, actually. Oh, man. I, <laughs> and then w- there was different ones where, like, you collected things. Yeah. It was just it was small little party games. Yeah. That were, and you could get, like, four people playing them at a time. It was just great. So, yeah. Fusion Fusion Frenzy was literally still I forgot one about of my that game. favorite yeah. video games of all time. <laughs> I forgot about that game. Yeah, we played that a ton. Jump, jump, duck. I, I was always calling the moves yeah. and screwed up as it was happening. Uh, so, obviously, my number one is NCAA football. I just included the whole series. Um, I had every version from 2003 until the last one was released in 2014. One of my favorite things to do um, was go to a Walmart at midnight. Uh, Mike and I, I know you and I did that at least once or twice together. A few times, yeah. Yeah. And then in college, I remember doing it with our friend Jordan Boak. Just couldn't wait to get our hands on it. And we wait in line, get it, and then get home and just look at rosters. And uh, at first on the PS2, we would try to input as many as we could ourselves based off of magazines. And then we could find some online that people would do and download it on PS2. And then they made this great feature on PS3 
where we could just download it straight from the internet. Roster share. Yeah, roster share. And I still do this to this day because I've gotten my PS3 to, to work still. And people are still updating NCAA 14 to this year, which is crazy because the last actual release date was in 2013. It was that July. So it's five years old and people are still updating it because <laughs> – because of people love it so much and but just recruiting like you talked about before and just the the college game i mean i played a lot of madden but i just it doesn't have the same feel to it because i enjoy the recruiting aspect i enjoy the playbook with running an option because you know my love for crappy offenses like the triple option and just you know being the best player at your favorite school like there's just something that makes it so fun, you know. You could play the same game over and over, new school, new players, and it's still fun. It's just the nostalgia of college football. It's the atmospheres. It's the yeah. band. It's the the incoming players. It's you're not worrying about salary caps or you mm-hmm. know worried about a player holding out on you. Like it's just yeah. If he doesn't come to your school. Forget that kid. Yep. You we'll just cut, recruit another one. You cut, you cut kids. <laughs> yeah. Because he's a senior and he, he's only an 80 overall and he's not going to be good enough. starting lineup. And you're like, I want to keep this freshman that I might be able to turn into something. You know? Oh, I already read sure this guy. He's gone. Yep. <laughs> uh, what, what would you say is your favorite <clears throat> NCAA of all time, though? Who? Out of the ones on PS3, NCAA 14 is my favorite. On PS2, NCAA 06 was my favorite. It had Desmond, yeah, Desmond Howard on the front. Yeah, the one where they first introduced the this Heisman, Heisman thing. Because I liked playing where you just got to be the the kid going through, and you had to take class. The road to glory. Road. To, it was basically road to glory. I don't think they called it that. It was road to Heisman or something. No, I maybe. Know it, but it was point, the first year they did it. One point, I think they changed it to road to glory. Glory. Yeah, yeah. they did that like later on, but. 06 was the first year they did that, and I'm pretty sure that was the year where you actually got to take, like, figure out what your major was. Oh, you took a test. Took a test, yeah. yeah. That's right. So, obviously, nerd me liked doing that because you could do uh, FCS uh, nicknames. Oh. And I'd always dominate major. that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, but we played that game so much um, in college that my – disc got scratched i had to buy a special because i couldn't find it anywhere like buying a new game so i bought the special thing to clean my disc that like redid or whatever because we played it so much i so going back to when we used to travel in like high school to go buy it i remember like one time like four of our buddies couldn't go at midnight to purchase it so they all gave us cash to purchase it it was just you and me and I literally had to buy like six games that night, and I was like, "Yeah, I want, uh, I want four on PS2 and two on Xbox." And the lady looked at me, yeah, and I'm like, "Yeah, I have the cash for it. Like, all yeah. my friends sent me here to pick it up." And you know, walking in, you know, with three hundred dollars cash at that point <laughs> to pull it up, it's like, wow. Yeah, uh, I was with you. Yeah, that was. The, I think that was the last time you and I went together. Yeah, because so, uh, we were still in high literally, school. She's probably thinking I'm gonna go sell them the. The people make money, but I'm like, nope, they're all just for buddies that want to purchase it. Yeah, and we'd spend, like, the whole next day just 
take 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 a day off of uh, yeah. uh, of work just to do it back then. Yeah. Well, when I got into college, you know, we had summer jobs. I would take off work from my summer job to play it for one day. Yep. Unless it happened to be on a weekend, then I was all right. But, but uh, was it always on the 15th, July 15th, or 14th? It was the 14th. I think it sounds right. Okay. But <laughs> uh, when I started working in the real world, I would take that day off. I never did that. 2000, yeah, 2011, 2012, and 13, I took that day off. Nice. Yeah. I think the last year it came out, so it was 2013. I got it. Um, I pre-ordered it from Best Buy, so I went and picked it up from Wells Fargo and went straight home and played it. Played it. And then stayed up like till four in the morning. <laughs> Man. Yeah. The, so. days, the days of being a kid. Yeah. That's crazy. That was five years ago. Hopefully someday they'll release it again. But it won't. It won't have the NCAA approval on it. I know. You'll be well, a man with, can dream. You'll be playing with the Iowa. Well, they're they're releasing that game next year that has all the fake teams and. How many how many teams total are going to be on that? I don't know. I think they're going to be backdoor it so we can customize can everything. Customize everything still. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll see. <clears throat> so the guys that update the game now for rosters, they actually they did an article on them on ESPN. I don't know if you saw that. But basically, they have a system of how to make new players be accurate. Hmm. So, what, however, NCAA did it before, these guys do it. And you have to apply to be a part of the group that updates it. Interesting. It's on Operation Sports, so it's kind of cool. Hmm. But the article is really good if you get a chance to read it. Might have to. Yeah, so. All right, well, we have our kit fact, I believe. So... This kit fact is going to go a little bit more back to the state of Iowa again. Did you know that Red Delicious Apples actually came from the state of Iowa in a town called in an, an apple orchard in Peru, Iowa? And Wait, are we going to talk about Johnny Appleseed again? I thought we put that to bed. Well, we could. We, <laughs> no. we could bring that up. But, I don't want to talk about it. Um, but they're, they're actually called Red Delicious, but... The worst you know, apples, yeah, I know. But did you know back in the day in 1872 when they were first discovered, they were more round and they blended yellowish at that point on the outside, so they weren't completely red. And they were actually more, they were sweeter at that point. And just over time breeding them, they, 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 they got terrible. As, they aren't as good. They're more of a baking <laughs> apple. They're a baking apple, yeah. Yep. So at that point, the, they they stuck the name stuck as you know red delicious but they're no longer as delicious as your your honey crisp or your your granny smith so where the hell is peru iowa that's that's what i did not look up so i couldn't tell you let's sure. let's look this up is that still even a real town i'm i'm guessing it's probably a small town it's actually 26 miles away so they still have that orchard it is south of winterset Oh, that's that's really close. Yeah. So, yeah, you're looking at go down on Highway or Interstate 35, and it's actually near Turo, so I-35 area. All right. Red delicious. God, those apples are terrible, though, if you just eat them. 
Yeah, they're not the great eating apple. No, but I do like me some apple crisp, which you probably make with this. This is true. This is true. So uh, we hope to be back again next week um, with another topic. We'll we'll figure out what we're going to talk about. But I hope everybody enjoyed today um, with our cyclone talk and uh, our sports video games, even though Kit cheated with having Mario Kart. I guess it's motor it's, sports, it's most sports with the uh, go-karts, I guess. So, all right. Well, we will uh, be back soon and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. You got anything else, Mike? Go state. Go state. Ho- hopefully they uh, beat West Virginia on Saturday. So until next time, our friends, we will, uh, we'll be back and always come back to welcome to the dog pound. After party is the Waffle House uh-huh. If you ever been here you know what I'm talking yeah. about uh-huh. Where people don't dance all they do is yeah. this uh-huh. And after the this original you know what it is This is remix It had to go down I got something else to tell you about the new Motown oh, Where people don't visit they move out here And ain't no telling who you might see up in Lenox Square I don't know about you but I miss the Freak Nick Cause that's when my city used to be real sick People from other cities used to drive for miles Just to come and get a taste of this ATL I'm the MV BP most ballin' this player Make my own moves, call me the mayor Monday night, you know things change with time Magic City back looking like 89 All my homies on the south side up in the Ritz Tuesday night, the velvet room, same shit Wednesday, strokers, I don't go no more Cause they don't know how to treat you when you come through the door Thursday night, was plush, but we moved the fuel And I be up in the booth, drunk, acting the fool Friday night, at Kaya, they still got love And the shark bar be popping like it's a nightclub Saturday, still off the heezy for sheezy You can find me up in one tweezy Sunday, didn't need some sleep, please I'm on my way to the deck to hit jazz and tease Holla! Hey, yo, I'm from New York, man Representing NYC to the fullest